85a, about two thirds down from the first Amud, from Amud Aleph. Uh, the Gemara is discussing these various cases of the Mishnah, of where there's a, either a prohibition for them to get married or a prohibition, prohibition for them to do Yibam. So we have the following question now. Rabbi Lazar asks the following question from Rabbi Yochanan. When you have one of these relationships where there's a prohibition, where there's a widow who is married to a high priest, to the Kohen Gadol, or somebody who's divorced, is married to the Kohen Hedjo, to a regular Kohen. So the question is, We know that in the Mishnah, the Mishnah said that as opposed to a case where it's a rabbinic prohibition, in a case where it's a rabbinic prohibition, because it's a rabbinic, it's a relative, on a rabbinic level there's a prohibition for them to get married, we say that uh, she does not get her ksuba, she does not get the money uh, that she gets uh, after they get divorced or if the husband dies, and she loses out on all of these uh, other um, financial gains that she, she would have gotten in a regular marriage. She loses out on it. And the reason for this is because uh, we want to create a situation where they, they should get divorced. Uh, but the Mishnah also pointed out that when it comes to a biblical prohibition, when there's a marriage which is recognized on a biblical level, but it's uh, still a prohibition, as we've mentioned many times, there's certain... Uh, marriages which are, there's a prohibition and it's not even recognized as a marriage. Uh, that's when there's a severe uh, punishment associated with it of kares or of death. Uh, but in a case where it's just a regular negative commandment, uh, so it's not allowed, but it is recognized as a marriage, they still have to get divorced. However, says the Mishnah that she does receive her ksuba. She does receive her ksuba in such a case. Why it is that we may d- differentiate between a rabbinic prohibition, and the case of Amana, the widow to the high priest, or the, or the divorce, the woman who was divorced to the, Cohen, to the regular Kohen, that will be a discussion for the next recording. Uh, but there clearly is a distinction in our Mishnah. Our Gemara is now asking, okay, it's true that there's such a distinction when it comes to the Ksuba. The Ksuba is what she receives after the marriage, after they get divorced, but what about to the Mizonas with regards to the fact that he is obligated in a regular marriage, he's obligated to support her. So does that apply in this type of marriage also when there's, they're married, legally they're married, but they have to get divorced because there's a prohibition for them to stay married. So hechi dami, ilim, what's the case where, that we're discussing here in terms of uh, supporting her? If they are living together and we are telling them, no, you have to separate, you have to get divorced, so then are we ever going to say that, that he has an obligation to support her, no, absolutely not. They have to go ahead and get divorced. We shouldn't say that he could support her. We'll tell him, go get divorced. So that can't be the case. That's not, that's not what's up for discussion. The case is Lotzricha. Shahalachulam dinasayam, vilavsa, vilachla. The case is where he went off to, to overseas. He's traveling. So they're not around. And, anyways, he can't divorce her because he's overseas. So he's not around. They are not together and they're not living together. But she still has to be supported. So what does she do? She borrows money in order to eat, in order to, to support herself. So she borrows money. Now when he comes back, so the question is, so does he have to pay for uh, pay back all the loans? Does he have to pay himself all the loans? Is he responsible to pay? There is a discussion amongst the commentators, amongst the earlier commentators. Is the case here where uh, they go to Bayesden, they go to the court before he leaves? 
trying to figure out, you know, what, what will happen now that he's leaving uh, and she, they're not living together. Um, so is, is he required to pay for the different loans that she takes while he's gone? Or is the case where, no, they didn't come up with this agreement beforehand, but it's after the fact. She took these loans on her own, assuming that their husband is going to have to pay for it. It's going to have to pay back. So what is the halacha? Do we say that he has to pay back or does he not have to pay back these loans and that it's really her responsibility? So the Gemara says, my, what, what exactly is the question? So we know that mizonos, this idea that she receives, um, uh, she receives support from her husband, that is really part of the ksuba. That's really part of the uh, responsibilities that are mentioned in the ksuba. So just like she receives the ksuba, the financial support after the marriage, so then maybe it's all part of the same document. She should also receive the support during the marriage. Or do we say that? No. She only gets the support after the marriage because we want the marriage to end. So it's not a problem. Let the marriage end and she'll get support after the marriage. But to tell, uh, to tell the husband that no, he's responsible to pay for... Uh, for supporting her during the marriage, but we want them to get divorced. We don't want this to be like a regular marriage where he supports his wife. No, we, 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 we want to create a situation where they should be encouraged to get divorced, where, they, where they're going to get divorced. And in this case, since this is keeping them together, this is part of a, which is normally viewed as a part of a regular marriage, so then uh, maybe we shouldn't. We shouldn't let her, let him support her. So Amar Lay. This was asked to Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan responds back, Lesla, she does not get this support. She does not receive the support. Certainly she doesn't receive, uh, she's not uh, supported while they're around, but even if he went overseas and she borrowed money, she would be responsible to pay back uh, the lender. It would be uh, her responsibility. That is what Rabbi Yochanan says. The Gemara then asks, oh, but there's a b'risa which says that she does receive the mizonos, the support, yeah, so the Gemara answers, no, that's not referring to a case while they're married. The point is that once they get divorced, then part of the ksuba is also, uh, sorry, once he dies, uh, so then part of the ksuba is also that he has to financially support her to make sure that she has what to eat. Uh, that's part of the responsibility as well. And so therefore that's what it's referring to, that even though this marriage was not allowed, there's a prohibition for them to get married, once he dies, so then... Uh, he has to, or his, his estate has to really support his wife. He would have to support his wife, uh, even though they weren't allowed to be married to begin with, but once it's viewed as a legal marriage, so then after the fact, now that there's no longer a relationship there, uh, so then he would have to support his wife now that he passed away. Um, so that's what it's referring to. But certainly while they are married, everybody seems to agree that she does not, she's not supported while they're living together, which is not allowed. But even if he's overseas, so then... Uh, he also does not have a responsibility to support her. The Gemara then asks, Is Damri, there's just a different version to this, but it comes out with the same conclusion. That uh, one Brysa says that she is support, uh, that she is supported. So, are you going to tell me that's while they're living together? It can't be while they're living together. She's certainly not going to be supported while they're living together. So rather, what it must mean is that after after he passes away, so then they certainly should get divorced beforehand, but it happens to be a case where he passed away before he was able to get divorced, so then he has to support her from his estate. He would have to support her because it is legally recognized as marriage, even though 
uh, it's a prohibition. Even though it's a prohibition, it is legally recognized as a marriage. Okay, we will continue on with the Gemara for a few more lines, uh, and then we will stop. Tanara uh, Banan, it is taught in a Brisa. This Brisa now will compare and contrast the two different cases that we've been dealing with. Essentially, we have the one case where on a rabbinic level there's a prohibition for them to get married, recognized as marriage, but it's a prohibition for them to get married, which is the case of Shneos. Uh, relatives on a rabbinic level, there's a prohibition for them to get married. And then the other case, where we say in that case, uh, she does not receive her ksuba, she, all, these other, all these other ramifications, where it's not recognized as a regular marriage. And then we have the other case in Mishnah where there's a biblical prohibition. And in the case of biblical prohibition, we say that she does receive her ksuba and other uh, ramifications, which, which the Bryce will get into, and we'll see the differences between these two different cases. And then after the differences between these two different cases, the Gemara will then explain why. Why is there a difference between these two different cases? Why should we, just because one is biblical and one's rabbinic, why should that make a difference? And that will we'll save for the next recording, but we'll just see the differences in this recording. So, When you have a case of a widow who's married to the high priest, or you have somebody who's divorced who's married to the regular Kohen, these are both relationships which are not allowed on a biblical level, but it's still recognized as marriage. We say, She receives her ksuba. She does receive her ksuba. Peros, he is allowed to eat um, from the peros, from the fruit, from what she brings into the marriage. He's allowed to use uh, mizonos. Sorry, what it means by peros, that if he eats uh, from what she brought into the marriage, so then really he would have to pay back. He would have to pay back um, for what he ate, even though in a regular marriage he would be allowed to eat from it. Uh, but over here, uh, we say that he's not allowed to eat from it. She also gets the mizonos. And again, this mizonos is referring to after he dies. He's allowed to get the mizonos. But Laos also, if she has, brings old clothing, old worn-out clothing into the marriage, so then she gets that back. Uh, but also, Vihip Sula, she becomes a Chalala because this is a relationship which is a prohibition on a biblical level between the Kohen and somebody that they're not allowed to marry. She becomes a Chalala, she becomes Puzzle. She's now from now on no longer allowed to marry a Kohen. And also Vlad Puzzle, the children also are not allowed to marry Kohanim. And we force them to go ahead and get divorced. They have to get divorced. That's all in the case of the biblical prohibition with the Kohen. In contrast to that, Shneos, Midivre Sofrim, but when there's a uh, prohibitive relationship on a rabbinic level, because it's a, on a rabbinic level, they are viewed as relatives and they cannot get married. So in that case, we say, no, Ain Laksuba, she does not receive Raksuba, Velo Peros. She also doesn't receive the Peros, she doesn't receive meaning. The husband is allowed to keep uh, what he bought. Lo mizonos v'lo blows. And she doesn't get uh, food uh, from uh, being supported after he dies. She doesn't get that. And she doesn't get, uh, when she brings in worn out clothing, she also doesn't receive what she brought into the marriage. Happens to be because it's on a rabbinic level, the opposite is also true. She is kosher. She's allowed to marry a Kohen. Vivlada kosher, the child is also a kosher. I, so because it's on a rabbinic level, so then she's kosher and the child is kosher. But for both cases, we force them to get divorced. It's a rabbinic prohibition. It's a biblical prohibition. It doesn't make a difference. We do force them uh, to get divorced. And so those are, are big differences between whether it's a biblical prohibition or a rabbinic prohibition, essentially whether it is uh, 
a widow to a, to a high priest or somebody who's divorced to a regular Kohen, uh, as opposed to uh, somebody who's not allowed to get married because on a rabbinic level it's viewed as relatives, that we have, it's, uh, it, 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 there are more fines put in place when it's a rabbinic prohibition. Uh, and so we'll see the reason why in the next recording. The next recording will give various reasons to differentiate between the case of the widow to the Kohen, to the high priest, uh, as opposed to the case of where there is a rabbinic prohibition for them to get married because they are viewed as related to each other. So that we will see in the next recording. And this concludes uh, basically the bottom to the bottom of Pehem and Aleph 85a.